Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Corolla Digital. Oh yeah, and it's resume. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Chris Loxamana, and once again, this is the show where we trace the paths of just really great people, really cool people, and today is no different. With me, I have Vinny Guadagnino. Perfect. Perfect. I've been practicing all day. (laughs) Awesome. Um, You you, you would probably know Vinny the best from MTV, Jersey Shore. He's my favorite character. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, he has a new show coming out. Joking Off, Season 3 premieres August 4th at 10.30 on MTV. And uh, so just check it out. It's going to be hilarious. It features teams of comedians reacting and uh, cracking jokes about various uh, social media posts and things like that. So it's going to be topical. It's going to be fun. And uh, so, I mean, Vinny, thanks for coming in, man. No, dude. Thanks for having me. I did uh, Adam and Drew's show yesterday. And to all the listeners out there, I listen to these guys every day from home. I was on the show like three years ago. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, I was like, oh, Adam Kroll, I know him, but I didn't, you know, know what a podcast was. And then fast forward three years, I'm a huge fan. I hear you guys in the background all the time. And I knew who, I was more excited to meet you guys than, than Adam. Um, <laughs> and then I had my own podcast, which I had to, you know, research the best from. And it's this place right here, you know? So it's kind of surreal that I'm actually here right now. Well, I'm I'm stoked to hear you. You're really based, still based out of uh, yeah, New York. New York. Uh, live in New York, but I come to LA whenever I can, and whenever I do have an opportunity to come here, I like stay out here for a couple months and just absorb the weather and the girls and stuff. And oh it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You said you keep extending your trip. It's, it's I, I mean, keep, I, I don't blame you, man. I keep extending it. People like <laughs> give me places to stay. They're just like here, like my house is free, and I'm like okay, and you know if you're not. Who who would go home? I have nothing to go home to. Oh, how I, hard is I'd it? I'd rather to do leave? nothing in LA than do nothing in New York. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm stoked you're here, man. I'm I'm a huge fan. So I mean, let I guess we just get started at the beginning because uh, you you got into the business really young. Yeah, 21. I uh, had the well. It's funny. I actually I always knew I wanted to be an actor when I was younger. I used to do all like the school plays, and in high school I was like. Uh, I was like a theater nerd, actually. I did like 
the lead role in the play One Fool Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, and, crazy. And um, and then, like, after high school, you know, my parents wanted me to get a traditional education. So I went to college for a political science. I was going to go to law school from that. But deep down, like, I always wanted to do something in entertainment, you know. And after college, I, I literally was, like, um, just doing, like, little stupid independent movies off of, like, Craigslist. Like, I would just take anything. <laughs> Yeah, I would just go and, and do them. And like, then, what kind of ads were you responding to? Because, um, <laughs> like, they were, they, they were just like, oh, we need a... Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what it was. Um, it definitely wasn't, like, you know, a uh, young Bukaki scene. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like, you know, young male needed for independent movie. And to me, sure. you know, just hearing the word movie, I was like, oh, my God, you know. And I used to, like, literally just go on these sets... I only went, I did like two or three and I would go on the set and feel so cool. And like looking back, it was like some college kid with a camera, Yeah. but they had like their crafty was like just like a table of like three bottles of water. And yeah. I still felt so cool. Like, I, you know, I always knew like put me on any kind of like, um, set of anything. And I'm like, I light up. I'm so happy. So that being said, um, this has nothing to do with Jersey Shore, but nowadays, you know, whenever you're you know, put, trying to fill out castings and you're on backstage.com and all these weird websites, you see applications for like reality shows as well. So a friend of mine actually knew I was interested in like TV and stuff and like sent me this. And, um, but I didn't look at it as any kind of like movie or scripted thing, obviously. It just, it was like uh, a VH1 at the time application for like, the most orange, muscular guidos <laughs> oh, around. Really? And, you know, do you wear, like, Italian flag bandanas on your wrist? <laughs> and, like, and those are pretty easy to come by, right? Well, you know, my whole spin on the application was, like, yo, listen, guys, I'm actually, um, you know, first-generation Italian. I go to the Jersey Shore every summer, um, and we're, I'm nothing like that. I, I am. I have like light skin. I am not a juice bag. I you know, um, I have like a, I just graduated college with a three point nine GPA. I mean, uh, there there's no question that you were a lot different than than yeah, the rest of the and cast. That was and my I love way the, I love the rest of the cast, yeah. but yeah, you were you were easily very different. Every every show needs variety, you know, yeah. and I, I'm happy to fulfill that whatever role that I filled, you know, which was clearly different than like the mus- muscle tan guys and stuff like that. It adds to the dynamic of the show, but it's just funny how. Me seeing that application and kind of being like the <laughs> anti that was, I think, got me the interview. You're probably you know? the only person that that would do something like that because everybody always tries to fit the mold. They always try to, you know, yeah. give the answer that they that they think the other people want to hear. Totally. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you really have to kill it on any audition that you do. You know, everything in life is an audition. So when you walk into a room, you know, like. What I did was I actually took like two shots of vodka and it was in this like really crappy, disgusting like hotel room. I, didn't, I still didn't know what was going on. I saw some chick that was casting me. She was on like, she used to be on this show. I forgot her name, Vanessa or something. She was on this show, um, the t- one of the, I think it was one of the Tila Tequila shows. It could have been. So I saw her <laughs> face and I'm like, again, I was so thirsty back in the day for like just, oh my oh. God, like TV or whatever. I was like oh my God, like, this is legit. This girl from Tequila Tequila <laughs> yeah. is auditioning me. So I took a couple shots and I went in there and I I didn't just like, you know, 
say, oh, I'm crazy and I'm funny and I'm this and I'm that. Because you can say that shit. Or, but you have to, or you could just walk in and be that. Yeah. So I just walked in and I was that. And then, you know, just like had a couple of auditions and meetings with the producer and stuff. And literally, I can tell you guys that the show, it never had a name when I was uh, going out for it. It didn't, we didn't know if it was going to be one episode or, or a million. Um, all, all we knew was like, here, show up here and you're going to have another interview. And that literally happened until... I was in the house. That's the only time I like realized that I was on some type of show. Oh, crazy! And then when we were, even when we were in the house, we were like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> you know, because there's still no like direction of what the show is, especially when it's a show that n- that never existed before. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was just a new phenomenon that you guys you created, especially with like the format and. Yeah. Um, just what it was. Twenty four hours line. a day. You move. You go. You go into the house from the second you get there till two months later. When you're done, you're on camera twenty four seven a day. You uh, you have no computer. You have no TV. No cell phone. You're mic'd up twenty four hours a day. If you speak without your microphone on, you get fined because that's how serious they are. They don't want to miss a word. They don't want to miss anything. Cameras in the ceiling watching you sleep. Oh and, my god. And uh, only time there's no cameras on is when they're you're in the bathroom. And if two people come in the bathroom, then they can come, the cameras can come in the bathroom too. Oh, so, crazy! Yeah. So from the second you do that, so that's what I mean by walking into it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I mean, you have to find like the dead zones or something, and there weren't any. Like, there were no, no- dead zones. I mean, the shower. <laughs> I, I masturbated a lot in the shower. That was it. You know, I, my spank bank was was fucking on point. Yeah, it's off the charts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's take it back to the, uh, the auditioning. So what kind of uh, questions and things do they have you do to even audition for Jersey Shore? No, like I said, you know, it, it's more of just wanting to see it's personality, who, what your personality is, you know. And I take that with me on, on every meeting that I go on or whatever. You know, you have to walk in a room and like, you know, I'm an introverted person. So it's hard for me to just be walk in a room and just be crazy, you know. Um, I do have that side of me, especially like when I'm feeling comfortable and loose, but... Obviously, when you're having a meeting or an audition or something, like you don't have the luxury of these people being around you for 24 hours. Like you just have those five minutes. So, whatever it is that I tapped into, I'm sure the alcohol helped, but <laughs> tapped into that like you know just crazy side of me. And I was like, I was singing and I was making jokes. Oh and wow! I was like, not like singing. I was just like. Not like real singing. I was just fucking like you're a little, you're loosened up singing. Yeah, I was, I was just loose. I was just like a, like a like a like a good drunk. I'm a I'm a good drunk guy. I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm a guy to be around, that you want to be around because like I just say funny things. I never put negativity into the room. Hey, you're positive drunk. Yeah, I like positive that. and you know just like it, I, that's why like when I, when I'm drunk like just all the stuff with girls ends up coming out like you know and and they they love it because. Girls like confidence, and when you're drunk, you say things confidently. Sometimes you can, you know, they're not the right things to say, but when they are the right things to say, like, even if it's like, yo, like, I really like you and I, I want to go home with you. Like, that might not be something that, like, you say when you're sober, but when you're drunk, you have the balls to say it. If you say it confidently and, like, she picks up no insecurity there, a girl will, like, will respond to that you know but if he's like if you're like sense some insecurity sorry i'm going on this no 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 i I (laughs) totally agree Uh, like uh what i um my my uh old pickup line used to be and i mean all of you listeners are uh more than welcome to use it it usually works uh is i would just go up to the girl and you know maybe i'd have a few maybe i wouldn't but in the most confident voice i would just say like 
all right, I'll dance with you. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, like, and, then, yeah. and they love it. And even if they don't want to dance, they, they, they want to talk to me. But you really have to deliver it with confidence. It's the delivery. It's, it's the, all the delivery. The sub, like, like insecurity and stuff is subconscious. It's something that we can't even control that that person you're talking to picks up on that you, you know, you have no idea whether they sense it or not. And when you're drunk, like when you've had a couple that kind of disappears, that's where you get like the beer muscles from and, and liquid courage, you know, because <laughs> all that stuff disappears. And like, I can go up and say that line, like, all right, I'll dance with you. Like if, if I had a couple or whatever, like I said, I'll say it greatly. But Right now, I might be like, "All right, I'll dance with you." Oh, like, you can't! You know, no, you yeah. can't show any weakness. Yeah, showing weakness. Can't expose it, up. bro. If you say something, you can go up and recite the alphabet. If you say it like oh, confident, that- if you, I'm just saying anything, anything. If you say it, you can be like, "Yo, the world, the walls in here are blue." And if you say it confidently with no hesitation. Like a girl will literally respond to you and like just start talking to you. It's, I, it's I don't amazing. doubt that, and I would love for somebody to just go up to a girl and just recite the alphabet. But in the most now we're gonna have a bunch of drunk way. guys a. walking up to girls. B. <laughs> hey baby, B C. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. But uh, that's that's what you know. I don't encourage people to drink before going into auditions, especially now because I do comedy and stuff, yeah. and I never drink before any kind of comedy show or whatever because like my mind really has to be on point, but. That wasn't like a recited comedy thing. It was just like Jersey Shore. That was nerves. It was nerves. It was nerves. And it was also like a, a thing that I was doing where, you know, being a kind of silly, tipsy guy worked for the show. That that might work for every other oh, thing yeah. in life. It was, it was part of the show's identity. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, be up there and that's, that's who I was. But, so let's talk about like, okay, so when you first got in there, you had no idea what was happening so how how does it unravel when uh, that early on i mean you're 21 years old yeah. you're you're hungry you just want to you just want to get uh, entertain people in, yeah. in any well, way well again again like being from Staten Island New York the Jersey Shore was um it's a place that we go to uh, during the summer to like just vacation yeah. you get a house and you go on you go there for the weekend and then you go back home at the end of the weekend you know that's not what Jersey Shore was. It was painting that picture, but we were there 24 hours oh. a day for two months straight. Usually you go home back to your job or civilization, you know? But um, that's why I did it because I honestly thought, this is the God's honest truth, I thought that I would go there for like one weekend. <laughs> there would be cameras there and, you know, girls would be like, oh my God, like, he's, he's like, because like when you're there, like you want the hottest girls. I grew up like, only having sex with like six people at that time, like I, you know, I was insecure. I, I you know, I wasn't. I was like a good-looking kid, or whatever. But like, I just didn't have like. I wasn't the, the most popular guy on you the Jersey Shore. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So like, I wanted to like step my status up a little <laughs> bit. I'm like, you know, one weekend there's gonna be a camera there, and like all these girls are gonna be like, ooh, what's going on, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That was completely <laughs> different than what happened. We're there. We're fucking filming a fucking full series, dude. Like you know, and at the, we don't know what wow. a series is at the time, but you know, later we learn that being there for two months, rolling the cameras twenty four hours a day, you can get enough content for this. Yeah, you're just stacking it. Yeah, and so you just came in with like one pair of like of shorts and like a couple they were shorts. like, just bring everything. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude, where the fuck are we going? You know, reality <laughs> TV. I know the recipe. I could be a producer at this yeah. point. They they keep everything a secret, you know. They just like bring everything and and that's it. You well, know? I mean, they're really hush hush about you know how reality TV works. There are a lot of rumors going around about how you know producers will provoke cast members. Producers yeah. try to 
provoke um, just like everybody trying to you know try to create conflict. I remember uh, my my friend was in a band and they, there's a a network I think it might have been VH1 that wanted to do a reality show about his band and they're so they're interviewing and they said oh so how much do you guys fight and they looked at each other and they're like oh. We, we we never fight, right? And they didn't want to do show anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can tell which ones out there. The reason why Jersey Shore was successful was because no, that none of that happened. Nobody, yeah, nobody produced anything, and that's why. Because what what really um, sits well with or, or evokes emotion out of audiences is is honesty and and authenticity. That's that's uh, all I say on the show, man. That's a, yeah. that goes with anything. All people want are that's honesty it. and authenticity. Exactly. I had a, one of my boys like we're thinking about maybe doing a podcast. He's a uh, I don't want to say who he is right now, but he uh, he's like a famous person. He's actually an athlete, and he's like I'm terrible on TV, man. Uh, you you know you're a natural, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> if you fucking go in there and you be yourself, that's all people want to see on TV. And you can tell the shows that are trying too hard to like be a crazy reality show. It just doesn't feel like resonate the same way with the audience as opposed to Jersey Shore, where you're like, you know, the shit is real. You know, like a fucking girl got punched in the face by a guy. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not fake, and all that shit made made the show what it was. You know? I'm so just, glad you, you said that because I mean, I think, and I think that's why you're you're so into podcasting, which you should totally do that podcast because yeah, yeah oh. I, want, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I did it. You know, now I'm, I did like uh, what I do like I did like 40 episodes. I did like a lot. Uh, I had. I had um, if anyone wants to listen, it's on iTunes. Get into it with Vinny G. Get into it with Vinny G on iTunes. Um, and then you know, I, I have I've met a lot of cool people, comedians, celebrities. Like I have a weird group of Hollywood friends that were on on the show. But you know, at the same time, I I really want to do a show where I give you credit. Well, it might be easier because you're in this studio. But I want to do a show where like me and like my co-host or something can still carry the show without a guest. Yeah, you know, like where. A guest is more than welcome to come on, or you know, it could be one of our boys, whoever's in town. But the show still has legs and has substance without it. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that's why I like this show too, because you know, you have like a reason for it. You have a purpose. Like you you named it something that you know that's what resonates with people, and that's what it's for, as opposed to just like a typical um, interview show. Yeah. You know. Well, also um, like some tricks. I, I I say tricks, but they're not even they're not even tricks. But like I do the water cooler mm-hmm. with like the staff here, and that's like just it's still on this feed. Yeah, and but it's the same guys every week, and and I was telling Joe Coy started his podcast. He's asking me for advice, and I told him what um, a lot of things that people like are uh, consistency and familiarity. Yeah. So if you like build that with you, you know, in your buddy, and that's what people want, because then you could call back references that you said three totally. episodes ago. Like if like you, I can't tell, talk about an interview I did like you know two episodes ago because you weren't there. And you right. don't know, but. If it's the same guys every time, then your audience yeah. just grows with you. And also, I think I think that um, you know someone put it to me like this once, and like I'll, I'll gladly take this role. Like when it comes to a podcast or whatever, like I'm, I might not, I might be a better shooting guard than I am a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Because I am great on other people's podcasts because <laughs> you know they're triggering these things in me where I'm coming to life, whatever. But as you know, when you have your talking points in front of you and you're trying to carry the show and there's a timeline and stuff like that, you don't expand, elaborate, open up. But if it's just like you and like somebody that you're comfortable with and you're just like, yo, let's just have a conversation. 
you know, and that's great. That's the trick. Yeah. Honestly, that I think that is the key right now is, is to podcasting is that just opening them up, opening up, yeah. make it seem as a uh, real as natural totally. as possible. But you can't do that, right? When you when you're carrying a show, when you're you know, it's tough. oh my guest is texting me, he's five minutes outside, and you know now I'm trying to like invent this like segment where we fucking play a game yeah. or this and that. Like you know, it's the best ones are. That's why I said like I'm a great guest. Yeah. On a podcast, so if I ever did it again, I would love to. That's that's why we kind of gave my podcast a renovation because, you know, I wasn't my full potential. Just and I, I could do it. I love interviewing people. I had a after Jersey Shore, I had a talk show in my house that was interviewing people. But again, like I like the other side of it too. I like being interviewed, asking questions, saying what's on my well, I mean, mind. And you think know? about the, the the best times you've ever laughed, the most like the greatest moment you've had with in conversation. It's with, usually with the people that you talk to all the time, and that you totally. guys you guys already have a rapport with each yeah. other. So I mean, and as I said, like uh, you, all you want is honesty and authenticity. And that's why I think podcasting is, is the greatest way to do it. Because I mean, you could I watch uh, I watch like a late night show, and I just watch their back Produce and forth. And it's just, and stuff. It, oh, yeah, it yeah. just doesn't feel right. Nah, I listen to Adam all the time, and like whenever there's a celebrity on, I usually go and like look them up because I'm so interested of yeah. what they were just saying. You know, just hearing a really famous A list celebrity like say the f word. You know, and just, oh, like, that's fun. Right? Talk about sex <laughs> and stuff. That's why Howard Stern. You know, that's that's what it was. It was the yeah. original podcast, you know, just like a show where you could just uh, someone famous goes in without talking points and just goes crazy. That's what I'm saying. And look where it got him, you know, yeah. and not I wish more people would follow that kind of format mm-hmm. rather than you know keeping it safe, playing it safe. Because, I mean, even, you know, getting girls um, doing shows, doing any, any form of entertainment, playing yeah. it safe isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah, It's still like a very, you know, I, I still have to explain what podcasts are to people every day. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I have to explain to them where, what I'm doing today, where I'm going. And, you know, sometimes no offense. I, how can you offend Adam Carolla? But like, Oh, do you know who Adam Carolla is? The king of podcasting? Yeah. What's a podcast? I'm like, oh, forget it. <laughs> Dude, I work here, man. When people ask me what I do, yeah, yeah. I can't, I, um, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I work on podcasts. I produce podcasts. Because then the next question is always, what's a podcast? So yeah. I, always, I always say I heard uh, the episode where Joe Coy was uh, making fun of your family, uh, do, doing an impression of like your mom or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to explain to her what a podcast was. That, I mean, <laughs> but that, that's, that's all the truth, man. Like, yeah. I, I would always just say I work on internet radio. Because at least people know what the internet is and people know what radio yeah. is. And then uh, they can just uh, – The thing is, is that is. I love it. You know, I, I always tell whatever company like I might work with next, you know, I always tell them. I'm like, listen – I'm doing this because I love it and, you know, I want to – I'm not doing it for the money. You know what I mean? If the money comes, it comes. Yeah. You can't do it. Don't – anybody who wants to start a podcast, don't do it for the money. <laughs> I, will, I can attest to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do it for – you know, it'll come but you have to love it. I love talking and, like, I have millions of followers still who follow me on social media and, like, being able to give them something every week – that's my voice. Dude, is it, great, you it's know? the coolest way to just connect with people. Yeah. Like you know, you're in their ears, um, and they can you know they it, and uh, the when they they, they uh, give you feedback or they talk. Like my favorite thing is just when people reach out back to me saying something I said. Totally. Oh, this was this was kind of cool what you said here. Or I disagree with you that here. Right. Like I love it because it's it just you know what feels really good and shitty at the same time is when you stop doing your podcast and you have all these people that I go I missed a podcast I missed a podcast oh, yeah. when's oh, it coming God. back you know what? yeah and I mean it's like all right calm you, down. You, it's coming it's coming guys dude it's you coming. got it man yeah I got I it mean, I got you this. I can already tell you want to do it really no, bad. I mean I could literally just record my podcast on my phone right now yeah. and then upload it to SoundCloud you're gonna yeah. snake me you're gonna release that first yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I got my first interview right here 
Um, so it's not something that's like unattainable. You know, anybody could do it. That's the that's the beauty of it. You know, and then obviously you want to link with a company because they can like provide ads for you and stuff like that. that but promotion. it's not necessary. It's not. It's really yeah, not. It's not necessary. I mean, you got, I have I have you, a big I, following. You have so, a following. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it wasn't. It's not about doing it. It's about like I said, finding the right recipe next to have someone with me to where like I literally enjoy talking to them, and it's just like let's do this podcast where it doesn't feel like a job. And again, having that guest that just doesn't have to come in to carry the show. And there's a bonus, like, that's great. Like, you know, sometimes I listen to Adam's show. If there's no guest on, I don't give a fuck. It, some, some, those are some people's favorite shows. Yeah, they, of they course. I'm like, like yes, more, you know, more yeah. of like, you know, the co-hosts. And- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Everybody, so that's what it is. Yeah, the gifts are more of a bonus, but the show really is Adam, Gina, and Brian. Yeah, you need and- that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So let's go. Let's bring it back to Jersey Shore. So um, you get in the house. You have no idea what you're doing. It's, you, now it's become let's, – let's take it after the first uh, – I'm, I'm guessing you finished, you finished all of your filming before you know, the first episode airs. Mm-hmm. So, so what is, how does your life change after, after uh, it starts uh, – So right afterwards, there was like a, an intermediate period where um, the show was, I guess, getting edited or whatever and then airing. And that was a couple months. And, like, I went home. I really didn't know. I just graduated college. I didn't know what the fuck I just filmed. And I ended up, like, (laughs) applying for a job. I was actually, um, right beforehand, I was, like, an intern for a politician on Staten Island. Oh, geez, And he he got me a job. Yeah, I was, like, all into politics and political science. But he got me a job, like, for, like, the New York City um, State Department or something, like, helping doing this, like, thing in a computer lab or whatever it was. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. Like, got a job. Like, you know, making like, going to make like 40K a year, you know, 45K a year. Hey, not bad. Coming with benefits, coming right out of college and stuff. That's great. That was great, right? great. Dude, 21 years old. (laughs) I was like, whatever. Then, oh, oh, and during that time, I was taking my LSAT, uh, you know, because I was like doing all these LSAT review courses. So while I was doing the LSAT review courses, I would sit in the back of of the class and fucking well not at that time but at that time commercials for jersey shore started airing and you know they started like i started seeing my face on tv and i started seeing like you know all these like viral clips of like snooki getting punched in the face and stuff and because before the show aired there was a lot of like viral yeah, controversy and stuff yeah. yeah and um i was like holy shit and i'm in the back of an lsat review class like with my hood <laughs> now but hopefully no one recognizes me right now and then uh, I had to tell, like, my – that guy, I was like, hey, listen, I, I can't do this job because I think that this thing is going to happen here and it's going to be – It's going to be pretty big. Yeah, because, like, already people are, like, asking me about, like, bookings for, like, appearances and stuff, like, before it even aired, you know? You entered this, like, whole other world of, like, you know, people that start to reach out to you and, you know, either some of them good, some of them bad, try to, you know, leech off your, what you're, you're about, they see you're about to be famous and stuff, you know? Oh, wow. And all this shit, you know, and uh, I ended up not doing it. And I don't, I, di- I really didn't know if that was the right decision or not. And I wouldn't recommend that decision to anybody else. Like for any other, anybody else, I would say, keep the job. 
because that's really what's going to continue your career, you know, like not, you know, don't give up a real thing for like a reality show. That's like a one-off type of thing. In this case, it ended up working out. There were multiple seasons, a lot of money and, you know, yeah, here I am. <laughs> but that's crazy because how long were you in college? Four years. Four yeah, years yeah. in college. Four years, two months, and then everything just changed. Oh, yeah, dude. Four, four, like as soon as I got out, like I always tell people like, I always knew I wanted to be in the enter- entertainment industry. Like, Jersey Shore was the first thing I tried out for, and I just got it. The first. One for one. hundred <laughs> percent. You know? <laughs> yeah, batting a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't get shit. <laughs> oh. Not, not, not that I can't get shit, but I know what it's like to, for people to say no now. You know, from more, that's more scripted acting and, like, feature films and stuff. But Are you still, gonna, are you still trying uh, acting? Are you, well, you like I said to you before that, you know, it's, this, that's why this podcast is cool, but because I said to you before that, I was always interested in yeah, real yeah. acting. You know, that's I was insane. always going to school for it and stuff. And then while I was doing Jersey Shore, I um, took improv classes at UCB, and there's a whole program that you go through over there. Um, are you familiar with UCB? Yeah, or, yeah, of course. So, you know, you, you, you uh, go to like level 101, 201, 301, 401, advanced study. You get on a team. You do this whole like thing, this whole program. I recommend improv to anybody. It really helps you in life for anything. Um, but that's kind of how I stayed in the comedy game and got introduced to it. Then I started doing sketch comedy. Excuse me. I started doing sketch comedy at UCB, and then all these things that kind of put me in that world. So now that Jersey Shore is over, like I uh, have kind of made like in that community made a little name for myself. Yeah. Not publicly. It's very. First of all, it's like hard to to make yourself known as like an improviser publicly because like. No one watches improv. Like, you know, a couple of there, people. Yeah, who's a famous improviser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, there are in the community. You don't get, you're like, you're well known. You're no, like no. a god. I mean, I'm not, but like, you're, there are gods in the, you know, who you definitely end up seeing on TV shows. You know what I mean? But it's not like when you're a stand up where, you know, now people can go watch like 20 clips of me online doing sets all over the place. You yeah. know, so it's a little tricky, but it's what I've been doing. Um, you know, I definitely have excelled in that school and it, and it also gives you good, like, um, notoriety when you go on auditions to say that you're like a UCB trained comedian, you know, because they know that like they put you to the program. That's renowned. Yeah. UCB is huge. Yeah. And you have to like, at a certain point you have to be like invited into, you know, there, there's certain levels of classes. You have to be good enough to get in, which I'm at. And, you know, like, again, you meet like a ton of cool people over there. You start to work on projects, but I love UCB, and I also take like traditional acting classes as well. Um, joking off was the first thing I got as a comedian, you know, and as a, as a cast ma- member too. You got to understand, like, when you're on a reality show as big as Jersey Shore, you everybody wants to kind of book you as Vinny from Jersey Shore for yeah. like one episode of a thing, you know. And then that's fine. Like, I've had a million of those things, and like, I've been on every talk show as that person. And, you know, I'll always do it because, like I said, everything in life is like an audition. Um, but joking off was like, yo, you, I, had to, I had to go through like four rounds of auditioning mm-hmm. and I ended up being on like, you know, a bunch of episodes. So not just like a one time thing. It's the first thing people are going to see me as as a comedian. I'm really proud of myself for that just because and I'm like never proud of myself. <laughs> but think about fucking how many reality TV shows are out there and yeah. and. Who else is doing that? Yeah, no, you know? I mean, it's you, like impossible. It's like literally impossible. It's like almost, you know, not literally, but 
you can name like four reality stars that like I couldn't even. Yeah, exactly. You know? There was like one person on the real world <laughs> who's like in movies now. Um, not saying that, you know. What I, I, my point is like not to brag. It's it's to it's to show how grateful I am and yeah. like how hard I work to get to that point. You, you put know? in you put in the time. Yeah, you put it. You put in the effort. And and if this is a motivational anything any type of podcast, like all that shit that I've done outside of Jersey Shore, which was like the going to UCB and stuff, like it never had an end goal. You know, it was it was more like just doing it without knowing what the fuck this is. This, am I just gonna be doing like taking classes forever, or should I stop doing this? Like, you know, what's going on? Um, but then, like, you get something from it. And, you know, however long that took, in my case, like years, you get something from it and you're like, oh, like, because I read a lot of like self-help books and like it always concentrates on working hard in this current moment. If you focus all your attention to this moment right now and whatever it is you're doing, everything else will come, you know? Yeah. And it all made sense. Like once I started to get other shit, I was like, oh, shit, like now, like I'm going to it's like it was proof to me that that work in that moment was for a, a higher purpose and a, and a reason. So now, like, even if I don't have it, like, even if the unknown is ahead of me, I'm like going to still keep working. Like I'm now yeah. going to focus on sketch comedy or now I'm going to do a podcast or now I'm going to do whatever it is because like that shit does lead to something eventually. Always, you know? always trying to improve yourself is, is never going to hurt, you know? Yeah. It's never going to hurt. And like, even if it seems like it's, what are you doing it for? It's like, you don't always need the, 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 Sometimes it could be unknown because, like, it, it will eventually pay off, you know? Yeah, and, and it, it, just, it opens doors. Like, if, you have, uh, if you're getting more tools, if you're mm-hmm. getting more skills, then it's opening more possibilities yeah. for I you. I mean, but I, it is frustrating as well, you know? You're like, what am I doing this for, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, but, hey, man, you know, just keep on – every day is just got to, like, keep on improving yourself, like well, you said. I mean, uh, usually, you know, with, with a lot of reality shows or just, you know, any shows that ended – like the next step is a huge one because you i mean you can either just drop off the face of the planet yeah. or you can move on see the thing is like this is this is why like we've had a good recipe for some kind of success was because we came at a point right when like twitter and instagram and everything well not really instagram that was the end but like twitter and facebook were like huge and you know Imagine, like, being on a show and, like, not... That's why, like, I have, like, more Twitter followers than, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Because, like, <laughs> you know, I wish I had more, as much money as him. But, like, <laughs> he was been famous his whole life before Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. it's like he's not the Twitter crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, didn't, like, he wasn't there for the spark. Yeah, and he's just not, like, the Twitter thing. Reality show stars are, you know? Like, people like that are social media influencers. And you know that that's a, that's a total thing now. Like I, I, you know, I look at uh, um, agencies and they have like, oh, we we do the best actors, the best comedians, the best musicians, and, and the best social, social media, media influencers. influencers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, like we we caught. Thank God, we caught the end of that, or the beginning of that, or the spark, or whatever. Even on Instagram, like if Jersey Shore came out when Instagram was just coming out, I would have three times the Instagram followers right now. It's all relative to when things like kind of come out, you know, because I have. I have huge Twitter numbers, but not Instagram, you know, so... All that's timely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's all timing, you know. Um, but, you know, again, we were still able to capitalize on it, develop all these followers, and that's like an audience that I love, and, you know, they, they stay with me. I always oh, they stick with you, man. They stick with you, yeah, you know, and I always, like, think about them, like, you know, a podcast, or I put out, like, little stupid Instagram comedy videos, like, <laughs> where I'll, like, wear a wig and act like a girl, like, whatever it is, like... 
I love comedy and however I could put out content for them. Um, and now luckily I have a couple of different things I'm working on that they're going to see me on TV, which is great because yeah. there's nothing like being on TV. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. Being on TV <laughs> is great. I mean, doing the podcast is pretty cool too, but well, yeah, that, I'm, I'm more kidding. referring to like digital shit. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, you no, know, no, on your, know. on, you know, you know, give you a vine star or whatever it is. Like, that's great. But there's nothing, you know, cause people, they speak about like, Oh, everything's going digital now. Like TV is dying. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, nah, it is. Yeah. But like. You're on TV. You take a whole other other level. You know, think about it. Like I was watching, I, I watch people on TV for the first time, and I have this whole other kind of feeling about them than I do when I see if them. If they're like, just doing like a, a video that they're holding on their phone, like a yeah, selfie, yeah, total, or something like that. You know, yeah. There's, it, it's so. a different. It's a different kind of production to mm-hmm. do to do things like that. But I mean. I'm I'm just stoked that you're you're keeping it going and like you said even uh, you said you're doing funny videos on Instagram it's just you're using your like what you have in front of you Twitter Instagram to really just still entertain to still reach out to people and that I mean you're yeah, yeah you're a born entertainer man like yeah dude just, and you gotta be you gotta be humble too and you gotta be you gotta be willing to like degrade yourself all of my degrading self deprecation is the funniest shit you know what I'm saying and like because <laughs> well, you're honest that's honest exactly that's how you are in real life right. that's how you want it. yeah and it's just it's funny I love that too I love when people don't put themselves up on that pedestal unless that is who they are but you know if, if that's not who they are and I and there's yeah, I mean you of, can't do it too much you can't like fake like you know like my life is pretty cool sometimes you know like you know I'll, sure. I'll go I might have a threesome you yeah. know one night you know but then the next day I'm fucking you know, riding a bus from Staten Island to Manhattan or, you know, selling my Lamborghini on eBay, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> these are shit that happens to me, which, you know, hmm, might, could be a TV show in itself. Oh, uh, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I'm, I'm all for you just doing anything and just staying, you know, staying out there and, and, and hustling like this, because, I mean, that, that's really what it's about. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I'm a huge fan of you. Thank you. And, and, and everything you do, and I, I hope you keep, you keep it going. Amazing, man. And also, when you've got fans and stuff, and like, if, you're, if you're somebody like Lindsay Lohan or somebody, and you've been famous for a long time, um, you, know, you, you have fans, you know what it's like, you don't care if you lose them or not. You're like, I'm, it's just like you grew up in this industry. When you're like a reality star on the level of Jersey Shore was, you, know, you go from nothing to being a regular guy, again, like having sex with like six people, to being like on The Tonight Show, <laughs> to then being nothing again. It's yeah. a huge it's a huge peak and valley that a lot of people don't experience. Like I said, like, a, like an actress, like a Lindsay Lohan. They might have like a little, some waves in there, but like we were huge. So like you have to fucking be humble. Yeah. You can't go from that, you know, it wasn't enough time for, for, if anyone's like acting cocky, it's bullshit or whatever, you know what I mean? There's not enough time for you to develop that, you know? It's like, you had it, you lost it, you're like, I want it back again, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's really, it's a mind fuck, yeah. you know? And it's so, easy to lose. Like, it's easy to be forgotten. Nowadays, it's the easiest, you know, you're done. Like, people yeah. on to the next thing in like two seconds. That's why, like I said, like, I'd rather be you know, known in the improv community or something that's real, you know, yeah. then, and then everything else will follow after that, but you can't just focus on being known online or, or, or through fame. You know what I mean? You focus on the fame, then that's not really going to get you anywhere. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and I love that you're, you're always trying to improve yourself, even with the improv and, and Dude, everything. I always will. 
All right, and uh, before we get out of here, yeah. um, any other advice you want to just give to people just trying to figure it out for themselves and trying to make things happen? Sure. Is that what this is about? People it, it trying is to figure shit out here? Well, I, I always like to end it with just some sort of, uh, you know, just a little kick in the butt to yeah. all the listeners. Well, number one, You're, I anyone do, who's trying to I, uh, I have a book called Control the Crazy. It's a New York Times bestseller that I put out Woo! during Jersey Author Shore. on his resume. Yeah. I forgot to write that. Um, dude, my resume is re- crazy. Um, but... I was a, a you know author of a self help book. So I read a ton of self help help self help books um, from struggling with some things of my own, and though they changed my life, and you know I kind of made a condensed like young kids version of a self help book, which was Control the Crazy, um, which has great reviews. You just go re- like like Adam says, read the reviews on Amazon. It's on Amazon, yeah. Read the reviews and I'm telling you, you it'll it'll open your eyes. It's a good book and not just because it's me, but just because I'm sharing this message that a lot of like, you know, spiritual teachers and monks and psychologists everybody shares. Um, you condensed all the wisdom that you've Yeah, gained. like what worked for me? Like, you yeah. know, we that's what life is, right? It's like, you know, you get a lot of this wisdom in school and shit or whatever and then you kind of make your own version of it, yeah. you know? So I was like, hey, how can I share this with like millions of kids who might, you know, have uh, depression or anxiety or stress or whatever? Like all this shit that you learn from self-help books are like things that everybody should do. Like no matter what, even if you feel great every day, you know, it's just about making you your best self and Concentrating on the on the on the moment and mindfulness and meditation and all that shit. Anyway, um, but just to end it, that one last thing you said. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, if you like, I would say in life you should look forward to um, doing what you love to do and financially being comfortable. Meaning, like whatever that means to you. I I, I would say having an apartment. Having something where like that's that's dope. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't want anyone to live in like a shithole. But like if you get like a nice sick apartment and has like sick uh you know architecture to it, a sick design, interior decoration, a balcony, like that mixed with something you love to do, whether that's like podcasting, being a fucking dog walker, whatever it is, yeah. like. I would I would say from my experience that should be everyone's dream. Now I say that there's a reason why I say that. Because coming from somebody who um, got a lot of money handed to them when they were, you know, doing this one thing, I always thought that buying a house, having like the giant house and the cars and everything was what you needed to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you get a house, you <laughs> learn that there's only three things you use in the house. You use the bedroom, you use the kitchen, and the living room and the bathroom, obviously. So it doesn't matter. You can have like 14 other rooms, but like they don't make you happy. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I have a fucking living room. So much space in here. Wow. Look at all this space. I fucking love space. Nobody does that, right? So, and then like same thing with the Lamborghini. You know, I had a Lamborghini and I'm like, oh my God, it's like... Fucking this thing is so cool! Like, look how it's built, and it's you're like trying to convince yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is great, and I'm like, okay, like, come on, happiness, come in, like, enter, enter my body from this, and it's just like it doesn't happen. But again, you should have a nice car. I'm not saying you know have a bicycle because people go extreme with it. But there are some other like cars way more uh, affordable and like everyday cars that are still still nice, like you know like Mercedes and shit like that. Now, once you eliminate 
that stuff, those the, that motivation of I need a big house or I need a nice car and all that yeah. stuff, you take so much pressure off of yourself to do shit that you normally wouldn't want to do in life. You know what I mean? So that means like, you know, for a kid that might want to go to school and get like a theater degree or something, without the, you know, the that internal thing that like I need to make like uh, 500 grand a year or something, you know, if you say, no, no, I only need to make 120 grand a year or whatever, then maybe you will go get that theater degree. And, you know, you can say, hey, maybe I could be, I mean, I don't know what theater degree is making 120 grand a year, but hey, maybe you're a teacher or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm just saying like, once you take that, um, for anybody that like just won't do what their passion is because they don't think that it'll get them, or is there like a slim chance that it'll get them like a mansion? Like that's the biggest mistake that you can make because the mansion and that shit, it truly yeah. does not make. Vinny's any- done it. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I'm selling it all. Like it doesn't make you happy. You know what I mean? Like I want a fucking apartment. You know, I want an apartment. I want to do what I love to do. Yeah. I want an apartment like where like, you know, with a hot tub and the girls can come over and like have a there good you time. Go. You know what I'm saying? That's that that's what you need to make you happy because like the plate the space that you live in doesn't really do that. So it's all it's all within you. Um like you know Larry Miller, uh comedian, he's been yeah. on Adam Show a few times. He always says, uh, if you walked out of bed today and had a home to come back to if you had walked out of bed today and had a job to go to, a home to come back to, and someone there who loves you, then the game's over. You're yeah, already, you already won. You won. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, like I said, you know, everyone can like money doesn't matter and shit like that. No, it does to a certain extent. For you to be comfortable for you, you know, and that stuff. Oh, and the most ironic part is, is that I guarantee you, or well, I don't guarantee you, but probably if you think like that, you might end up being really, really rich, you know, or you might end up like being a famous actor because you got that, that theater degree or, you know, because you went, got a graphic design degree. Now you're like rich as a, as a head of a, you own a marketing firm because yeah. you had that. You never had that like just chasing money kind of thing and said you were chasing your passion, you know. So um, I just like to say that to people because. From someone at a young age who learned that, you know that it's so rare that you, yeah, we can actually exactly hear that from like firsthand. Totally, from somebody. you would think someone young would be like, "Yo, this is sick, yeah, cars exactly. and, and, and my house and this and that." But yeah. it's like, yo, it's like you learn that like all that shit is just extra work and like responsibility and like now I have this Lamborghini that I have to go get serviced and and shit. You know, I, listen, I guess That's at a hassle. Certain, I guess at a certain point, if you have like you know millions and millions and millions of dollars, like like Floyd Mayweather or something, like everything's sure. taken care of anyway. You don't have like to have that responsibility, but I like how's getting a Lamborghini fix going to help your your comedy? You know, hundred percent. You know, <laughs> I bet you even Floyd sometimes says, "You know what? I just want to like go to a condo somewhere and just have like you know room service done for me." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just like simple things like that. So, so that I, I my, love uh, that man motivational I, button for you guys, I've, and uh, we appreciate that button. Mm-hmm. All of you, please push it because. Uh, you you need to hear it, and um, yeah, I can be happier that you, that you said that, man. No problem. All right, so once again, Vinny Guadagnino, TV show is called Joking Off. Watch him and uh, his uh, passion. Season three premieres August fourth at ten thirty on MTV, and uh, follow him on Twitter if you're not already. If you're the one or two people that aren't already, it's uh, at Vinny Guadagnino, G U A D A G N I N O. I need more Instagram followers too, so Vinny Guadagnino on Instagram. Get, get him on. And now Instagram. we're doing a Snapchat right now. Hey, what's but, up? That's, what's that's, up, Snapchat? That's Vin Guadagnino on Snapchat. Vin. All right, Vin. yeah, no knee. Yeah, he doesn't need the Y. <laughs> Someone took the Y. So there's a couple impersonators out there. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, follow, follow him. I mean, he's going to be posting stuff. Look, he just wants to reach out. He wants to entertain, and he's, he's, he's going to do it in any way he can. So keep your eyes out. 
And, and if I don't, I don't. You know what? I chased my dream. That's what it is. Yeah. So. But at least you know you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, we'll let you know. Digital.